Hello everyone, and first of all, thanks for subscribing to our newsletter. And if you can help us by becoming a pain subscriber or by inviting other people to subscribe to our newsletter, that would be great. As you know, Arbury Road is a grassroots project which works thanks to the effort of our volunteers. So donation can really make the difference and help us uh, maintaining the, pro the project. Now to the news. A lot happened in Europe this week. Let's start with the COP26. The 2021 United Nations Climate Change Conference started on the 30th of October and the situation is really alarming. The State of the Global Climate 2021 report presented by the WMO stated that the past seven years have been the hottest on record since scientific measurement of the Earth's temperature began and rising ocean levels have also reached record levels. Scientists found that the average temperature in 2021 between January and September was about 1.09 degrees above the 1850-1900 average, that is above the temperature of the pre-industrial period. The report also shows that the increase in ocean levels has undergone a further surge since 2013. While between 1993 and 2002 there was 2.1 mm rise per year, from 2013 to today that has increased to 4.4 mm per year, so quite a big difference. There is also a huge controversy around a series of hypocritical moves by COP26 participants. First of all, Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, such a nice guy, who led a parade of 400 private jets to the conference in Glasgow. Among these were dozens of royalty and so-called green CEOs, which created an extraordinary traffic jam. On Sunday, at least 52 private jets landed in Glasgow. Conservative forecasts suggest that the incoming private jet fleet for COP26 will generate 13,000 tons of CO2 emissions the equivalent of the amount produced by more than 1,600 Britons in a year. So thanks a lot to Jeff Bezos and all the others. Greta Thunberg, together with other activists from Greenpeace and the Indigenous Environmental Network, interrupted a panel on camber offsets to protest about greenwashing and the dangers of relying on the credits to compensate for emissions. We support, of course, Greta's position, and as she always stresses, there is no more time for excuses, we need immediate action. Now let's go to the podcast. This week uh, the podcast was really good. We were lucky to be able to interview Alessandro Ceccarelli, who is a good friend and a Cambridge researcher and activist for LGBTQI plus rights, and a member of the steering committee for Fast Track Cities. In the podcast, Alessandro discussed with Georgia the recent stoppage of the ZAN bill, which would finally have given Italy a law against homotransphobia. And as an Italian, I have to say I am uh, uh, really ashamed that Italy still doesn't have a law against homotransphobia nowadays. Uh, and I really hope that we will soon be able to get one. The discussion was, of course, really interesting and I learned a lot. So I really invite you to listen and to let us what you think and if you can to share it with the other people especially i'm talking with the italian friends now let's go to 
Poland uh, and of course the big news is that that of Isabella uh, was uh, uh, a mother killed by basically the abortion ban in Poland and in 2021 one would hope that the death due to abortion uh, would have almost disappeared in the world instead that's the illegal uh, uh, abortion are still a sad reality in the world and in Europe but it is even more concerning when a death happens in the middle of Europe and not because of legal practices but because of law that basically bans abortion Isabella was a woman from Poland who died in an hospital in September after suffering a skeptic shock and her family only made the case public last week and that's why a huge discussion developed in social media and in Poland. According to her family lawyer, the doctors legally unable to perform a termination instead of to wait for the fetus to die, causing Isabella's death in the process. Of course, we support all the people in Poland and across Europe who are protesting against this inhumane law. And we also want to uh, suggest two contributions published on Arbury Road that talk about this question. The first is an interview made with Iwona Reichert, who is a deputy editor-in-chief of an English-language magazine, New Eastern Europe, a really good magazine, I invite you also to read it, and co-founder of Femme Global, a new association in Poland that gathers female professionals employed in foreign policy. She's also the co-author of the book Will Women Save the World? A Feminist Foreign Policy, uh, published in 2020. In the podcast, she talks about the situation in Poland in recent, in recent months. While the situation is dramatic, in the conclusion, she stresses that she hopes this will bring about a change in the future and the reaffirmation of European values. And we always like when, you know, there are a lot of problems, but when in the end we have a bit of positivity. So thanks, uh, really thanks, Ivona. The second uh, thing um, I want to suggest uh, is uh, an article written by Josephine Neal always on our road. Josephine is a UK-based research in art, religion, and the history of ideas, and uh, of course one of the most uh, important members of our road. In her article she uses art to reflect on the situation in Poland and in general on abortion as a right. I really recommend this article. I want to, and I promise myself, that I to always close with a piece of good news. As it helps to keep morale in this difficult period and uh, uh, given all the problems that we are facing uh, and all the situation that the progressive need to face, I think it's always important to be positive, as I was saying. And the good news is that uh, uh, the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, has announced that an agreement will be reached on a minimum global tax. This is potentially a historical leap forward for the battle towards global equality. The agreement should mean the application of minimum taxation of 15% for multinational everywhere in the world. Not only, furthermore, multinational would also have to pay taxes in the country where they make their income, and not only where they have their fiscal residency. Now, of course, this is not enough, and many progressives have affirmed that 15% is very little. And after all, an average European worker pays around 20-25% of their income in taxes. Why shouldn't multinational firms pay more? 
I agree with that, of course I agree with that, and nonetheless, uh, if this becomes reality, it is a fundamental first step in the direction of a fairer society. I really hope this happens, we will check it, if it happens, we will check how it is applied, uh, these are only words, so we need to have uh, facts, we need facts, but it's a really positive news. So thanks to all of you who read and who listened to me. And once again, if you can help to spread Arbury Road's message, we would really, really appreciate it. And also, if you are interested in the project, if you want to join the team, if you want to support us, feel free to drop me an email at paco at or to contact us in the social networks. Have a great weekend, all of you, and I'll see you next week.